Hello, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of the Skellington Grin Podcast. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and today we're embarking on a profound journey into the realm of shadow work, unveiling the true depths of what this means and learning how to embrace, heal, and transform. Shadow work is more than just a trendy term that you can find on TikTok. It is a transformative process that goes beyond surface level healing. So I invite you to get comfortable and really brace yourself because we're about to dive into something completely transformative that is going to change your ideas on what shadow work is. So you've probably heard the words shadow work before, especially if you are on a spiritual journey. And for those of you who are just embarking on your spiritual journey, maybe you've seen the words shadow work circulating around social media and come across various different videos on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and maybe even seen the popular shadow work journal circulating around. But what really is shadow work at its core? When we hear these terms, we often think of delving into past traumas and releasing what no longer serves us. But today we're going to explore the deeper essence of shadow work. It's not just about understanding external influences. It's also about confronting our inner shadows, those beliefs, behaviors, and maybe even weaknesses that perpetuate negative cycles in our lives. It's also about acknowledging that our external circumstances are a reflection and a projection of our internal landscape. Take for instance, just as beliefs about money and love are often shaped by our upbringing and experiences, the way we respond to these beliefs is equally crucial. So let's go ahead and take that example of money. Our relationship with money can be rooted in deep-seated beliefs but it's not solely determined by external factors. So our beliefs around money and the way in which we interact with money are not solely based on those external factors like losing our jobs and changing our jobs and what kind of money we're making and how we're getting paid hourly or if we're working on commission basis. If we're not willing to hold ourselves accountable for our own financial decisions and actions, such as if we're being more frugal versus impulsive, we might perpetuate a cycle of financial instability. Similarly, when it comes to love, understanding our past is important, but if we're not accountable for the patterns that we allow to persist, we might find ourselves trapped in unhealthy relationships over and over and over again. Accountability is probably the most important cornerstone of shadow work. But I want to remind you that accountability isn't about blaming ourselves or especially because we're in this this era of cancel culture, canceling ourselves, but rather taking responsibility for our responses, choices, and actions. When we acknowledge these along with our weaknesses, our behaviors, and our limiting beliefs, we gain the power to transform ourselves in very poignant and pivotal ways. So allow me to share 
a personal experience that I've shared a little bit before, but that showcases the power of accountability in shadow work. So I've shared before that I used to be a tarot content creator. And while I'm still a tarot reader, I've changed a lot of my tact and the way in which I go about it. And I've changed the way that I do my readings and that I connect with my clients. But when I was creating that content, I spent so much time with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And through shadow work, and my shadow work was extensive. I sought therapy. I sought spiritual practices. I've done a lot of shadow work. And there are ways in which I'm still doing shadow work because your, your growth journey never stops and your healing journey is nonlinear. So even if you feel like you've gotten to a point in your shadow work where you have really transformed yourself, there's still sometimes going to be areas where you can delve into that shadow work again and you can allow yourself to release even more. But through all of this, I recognized that a lot of my feelings and a lot of my ways of going about things stemmed from childhood and teenager experiences that I carried with me into my college years and my young adulthood and that I was enabling a lot of these experiences to continue through my thoughts and my actions and my beliefs and my weaknesses and my my limits that I was imposing upon myself but by holding myself accountable and committing to change whether that was through going to therapy or even recently getting back into meditative practices and yoga practices and even somatic healing. I gradually started transforming a lot of my beliefs, which allowed me to step into my true potential. It allowed me to come back to this podcast with a fresher perspective and a notion that I knew that I wanted to rebrand and that I wanted to talk about all of these different things and be more authentic. And it gave me that creative license to do so because I stepped out of my own way. I transformed myself. It's almost like I shifted into a parallel reality where I was doing all of this and I noticed myself doing all of this and I said, yep, that's where I want to be. And before we we start talking about, oh my God, shifting realities, that's going to be another episode. So stay with me. We're still talking about shadow work. Navigating the realm of shadow work is not always easy. In fact, it's not easy at all sometimes. It requires introspection. It requires vulnerability. And it requires a willingness to face discomfort. It requires you to recognize if you might need therapy. It requires you to recognize what kind of healing spiritual practices you might need. Whether that's Reiki, whether that's meditating every day, whether that's journaling. And especially if you're going to therapy, your therapist might tell you, hey, I need you to journal on this every single day. And when you come back to the next session, I want to see where you've where you've come from our last session. And it could even require you to keep going into that cyclical pattern that you might have and being honest with yourself and your therapist. And that can be extremely uncomfortable. Trust me, I've been there, done that seven times and and now I'm where I'm at but I want to remind you of this 
And this is what has kept me going, even in the most darkest parts of that shadow work. The rewards are immeasurable because shadow work takes you on a journey towards self-liberation and empowerment. And when you shine a light on your shadows, you're able to gain a better understanding of yourself and your behaviors. And this self-awareness is one of the greatest catalysts for growth and transformation. By addressing our internal wounds and maybe even looking at those inner demons and no longer seeing them as inner demons, but maybe as representations of our younger selves that might need a little extra TLC. We create a profound space for healing and positive change in all aspects of our lives. Another thing that you might see in conjunction with the words shadow work is healing the inner child and healing the inner teenager. And a lot of that can look like rage coming up. A lot of that can look like jealousy and anger coming up for the things that you didn't get to do. Regret. Regret for how you used to be in the past and regret for the experiences that you didn't get to have. But it can also look like reparenting yourself and learning how to be exactly what your younger self needed and congratulating yourself for getting to the point where your younger self would be proud of you. Your younger self would probably want you to be their mother. (laughs) And I've gone through that. That has been my experience. And this isn't going to be everybody's experience, but hear me out. Shadow work allowed me to get in touch with my inner child. And there are many ways in which I still stay in touch with my inner child, whether it's watching Disney movies or cuddling with a plushie. Um, My partner on our first date got me because I couldn't find my plushie. I didn't know where I put it. I didn't know where he was. And I still don't don't really know where he is. (laughs) Um, But when we went on our first date, I told him about how I had a plushie of Toothless that I had gotten from Build-A-Bear. And I had gotten that plushie years ago when I uh, went through a miscarriage. And I had that plushie, and it was so important to me because I got it after I had the miscarriage. And I was really fond of that plushie. He replaced that plushie for me. And now, sometimes, I'll cuddle that plushie and I'll get into, like, my baby voice and I'm like, I baby. (laughs) And, like, that's me kind of nurturing my inner child. But me nurturing my inner child is also me watching the Disney movies that I used to love with a fresh set of eyes sometimes. Singing along to the things that I used to love. Just a little bit ago, um, I was in my kitchen with him we were having lunch and I decided to pull up Rascal Flats and start singing along because Rascal Flats is one of my favorite bands ever since I was a kid and he knows me I'm not the biggest fan of country music I don't I don't intentionally put on country music a lot but I like Rascal Flats (laughs) but my point that I'm trying to make with all of this is that the rewards of shadow work are so immeasurable because it is a journey towards self-liberation and empowerment. And by addressing our internal wounds, we create a space for healing and positive change in all aspects of our lives. 
As we wrap up this episode, let's embrace the profound nature of shadow work and connecting with ourselves. Shadow work isn't just about those external influences. It's also about recognizing our role in perpetuating and staying in certain cycles. By holding ourselves accountable, we step onto a path of empowerment and transformation. Thank you, as always, for joining me today and tuning into the Skellington Groom podcast. Whether you found it organically, through a friend recommendation, or you've been here since its inception and you follow me on social media. I want to remind you that I am always sending you love and courage as you embark on your own shadow work and spiritual journey, wherever you are within that. Remember, within your shadows lies the potential for the most radiant light. Until next time, remember that it's okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to show emotions. It is okay to go through all of the cycles of shadow work because guess what? You're still going to come out a transformed person. I also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and click that bell notification to get notified for future episodes if this episode truly resonated with you. As well, if it resonated with you, feel free to rate and review and share with your friends who you feel could use some extra insights. This is Alice B. signing off. Alice here. I just want to take a moment to thank you for tuning into this episode and supporting the Skellington Grin podcast. Whether you found it organically, you've been here since the beginning, or you're tuning in due to finding me on social media. If you like today's episode, feel free to leave a rating and subscribe to the podcast for more deep dives into spirituality, growth, manifestation, and more. You can find the Spotify link to my manifesting playlist in the podcast description, as well as the links to connect with me on Instagram and TikTok. Have a great day and keep tuning in for more episodes of the Skellington Grid Podcast. Till next time.